Yeshiva Week. Thank you, sir. It's not so happy for me, though, because I'm here. <laughs> and everybody else is in Florida or Puerto Rico. I'm here, too. Or Cancun or Aruba or wherever else you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm here. From. I'm home. I've been... Uh, Same. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I just, I feel like Mashiach has to come this week. <laughs> Why? Because like Hashem's going to look down and be like, these people need to be redeemed. They <laughs> They're the only ones here. I'm praying for snow. <laughs> I, I find myself davening for snow. No, not me. Really? I don't want them to get away with the snow. <laughs> no, no, no. Let it no, be nice No, just for my here. kids. I love it when people go away and it's like 60 degrees here. Yeah. That, yes, you know? Yes, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, ah, yeah. whatever. No, I just want it for my kids because I just feel bad. Like, at least if there's snow, be like, it's snow. Yay, play in the snow. But, you know, we don't even get the snow this I, year. I, I, I like it when I'm away and it's snowing here. Yes, and yes. I miss all the mess. Because you're evil. Yeah. No, it's basically because you're evil. There's no denial. We should mention, uh, in sad news, uh, it's worth mentioning the crash that happened in Cleveland. Heartbreaking, really heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking because also you saw that you saw the texts that this yes. man was texting to his yes. family. Yes, it, which I personally don't think should have been made public, but I think he texted his what? group, yes. his Nightsider yes. group, yes. instead of texting oh, his wife. Is that what it was? That's why it got out so quickly. Uh, I just like I feel like it's a kid of Shashem though. But it is, but it, 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 it I think it's a kid of Shashem. I do. I, I think it's a kid of Shashem to see his priorities at, at those final moments and you know it's it, you know it's, it's, it's the only thing you can grab onto. You know? It's yeah. just to Davin. No, but people people could be bitter, people could be angry, people could be he clearly knew he wasn't gonna make it. Well, he suspected he wasn't going to make it, yeah. and it's really hard. It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. I don't know what's going on with the planes lately. I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, we had that incident in JFK. And then there was another incident. Now there's another incident. In JFK. In JFK. But that was worse because the planes actually bumped. Right, right. You know, and it's it's not like getting bumped like in traffic. Like if you bump somebody with your car at a red light. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No damage, no right, damage. Right. See you later. See you later. No insurance. Planes. Uh-uh. Doesn't work like that, no, right? Yeah, no. they, can't, they have to cancel the flight. Cancel Everybody has to get flight. off yeah, and check the plane. Yeah, horrible. Did you ever bump into a, Did you ever like have a like a bumper? Yeah, all the time. Like all the time. It happened to me once. No. Ever? Ever? I think so. Like I'm usually alert. No, it, when it, I when I was younger, we used to do it to each other. Friends used to do it to each other just to no, scare each other. I would never find like that's not my type of humor. No, like I would not, don't no. do this at home, kids. <laughs> but one time I was at a red light, and and you know sometimes like in the distance you'll see a green, yes. like in your periphs, right? So and you, it's like right, so you ignore the one in front of you right. because you're looking at the far. So one. I let my foot off of the brake, and I, I started rolling, and I. I Hit the guy in front of me. Ooh, you know. Okay, and not a big deal. No damage, right? No damage. Okay, but all of a sudden, his car door opens and he starts throwing up out of the car. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he starts puking right what? out. I guess from, from, from the whiplash. I don't, it wasn't that hard. He it, was drunk, obviously. No, he wasn't drunk. Wait, get he had this. to be drunk. Listen to me. <laughs> he finishes puking. <laughs> he gets out of the car and it's a cop. Oh my. He's in full uniform. Oh, my gosh. Okay? He's obviously on his way into the precinct, on his way to work, and just this this happened to him. This moron bumps him. I think he was he was disoriented or something, and he just, like, he looked at me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, pay attention. 
Like, and I was just shaking. He didn't give you a ticket. He didn't, he didn't. Zero. Yeah, because he was puking and he knows you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a person's weakest point. Oh, for sure. You're never as vulnerable as you are when you're puking. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So but he, you could have been recording it for all he knows. He just wanted to end the, <laughs> the episode. He just wanted to end the incident. <laughs> you're you know? lucky. You're yeah, very lucky. No, that was, I think he may have I feel like that was a nace. Yes. He wasn't. He was talking to me. He was coherent. The only thing- You should have given him a field test at that point. I think you should have been like, <laughs> you need a field test. You reversed into me. I wasn't pressing my luck. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So I just, I, I feel like all over the news is flight related things. Is it because I've been Googling everything for Yachiva Week? Is that why? So Google Probably, knows? Yes. So it's just feeding it's me Exactly what's things? going on. Is that what's happening? Exactly. It is, right? So you, did you see there was a there was a hack? They hacked into this airline out of this no-name airline called Commute Air. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And the hackers did it. They said just because they could. And they found a file called nofly.csv. And they found this file and they opened it up and it's the no-fly list. And it's thousands and thousands of lines. I didn't even know this, by like, the way. But why do you have to be a hacker? Like, isn't, is that public? No, it's not public. You're saying you don't know who's on the no-fly list. Right. Now we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know who was on it? Victor Boot. Of course. Victor Boot was of on course. it. <laughs> you know who else was on it? You, my friend, were on the no. list. No, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. Were you, did you check for your name? Yes, even? I did. Did you check for mine? Yes. For real? You were not there. All right. I'm safe to fly. But I will say some of these Yeshiva Week people may not be able to get back in. Well, no, could you I edit didn't. the list? <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wow. I have I have a couple of people I the can think of The possibilities off the bat. I know right who I'm putting away. on that no-fly list. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, in this in this other crazy story in San Antonio, Texas, I, I shouldn't say it's San Antonio because that kind of takes away from the craziness of it. This person tried to board a plane with an anti-tank weapon. And let me show you a picture of it because when you see a picture, it's it's crazier than it sounds. So it's in a suitcase. Yeah. It's in its own like like military yeah. you know, case. And, and then it he looks put like that a, in the luggage. Yeah. And it looks like a bazooka. Like, do people not know that you need to declare this? <laughs> you should probably talk to somebody in the TSA you know if I'm you're thinking? flying with a anti-tank missile. A giant bazooka. And like... I guess it just means that people in Texas are just so comfortable around anti-tank weaponry. paraphernalia. It's all weaponry. Yeah. Like, what? This is my... What? Doesn't everybody have an anti-tank gun? It's crazy. I thought y'all were flying with one. <laughs> and speaking of American Airlines this week, there was supposed to be a uh, flight attendant picketing event. So they were going to picket, which doesn't sound like a major issue, but you know as well as I that any little thing that happens with any airlines... Just causes delays, and it's like the last thing on earth that you want. Yeah, but I feel like American is just one of so many airlines. Like, would it even make a difference? Yeah, any anything is going to affect a flight, right? Anything is going to delay it. But American Airlines decided to try to stave off this picketing event by making this after-hours get-together for the flight attendants with, like, an invitation. Like a soiree. A soiree. Serving them a free bowl of chili. Really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's power to to these hot bean dishes. Is there? Because that doesn't sound like much to me. Yeah, but look at Chulent. That's, oh, that's all. True. That's really what it is. It's a glorified chili. That's kind of true. Right? So you're saying like if I was going to pick it and you were like, bro, 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 one second. I got Chulent. Free, if you ch- <laughs> free Thursday night Chulent. <laughs> I'd be like. If you guys just chill. 
Okay, you got me. I'm not picketing. I, I want I the, think, to bring me the chalet. I think that is relatively reasonable. Interesting. Interesting. But it's not all bad, by the way, because there was a, there was another flight. And again, this comes back to JFK. So there was a flight coming from Charlotte Douglas International Airport in North Carolina to JFK. And apparently there was a woman on the flight who has very bad flying anxiety. But you, you always see people on planes that are uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Don't looking look at, at me one. Like I'm I knew at it. One right I knew, now. I knew I was going to get that. <laughs> so this woman, uh, by the way, I don't know why they didn't just give her some alcohol because alcohol works wonders in these circumstances, or makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you don't even feel like you're in control. Interesting. You yes, don't. Yes, you don't yes. need to be like scared and inebriated. By the way, a big part of it, I think, for a lot of people, including myself, one of the th- reasons I'm so uncomfortable flying is that lack of control. It's being in a circumstance, like I don't even, I get anxiety when when I'm in a car. When I'm in an Uber, I, I have anxiety when he's driving. I need to be in control. And that's my, so it's not so much the fear that I'm going to crash or that terrorists, although those do play a role. If any therapists are listening <laughs> and you could just make a quick diagnosis off of this, I have please reach book. out. Please reach out. Please help me. <laughs> No, so that's really what it is. That so I hear what you're saying about the alcohol because if I drink alcohol and that lack of control may actually make me right. worse. I don't drink when I'm on flights. Okay, anyway. there you have yeah, it. I don't. I'm just saying Not you didn't because, even know that that was a thing, and now right. you realize that. And now you gave sub- me anxiety about drinking alcohol on a flight, which I will <laughs> not do. Subconsciously, yes. you never even take a drink on a flight because yes. you need that element of control. No, and I also don't want to have to go to the bathroom a lot. Because I do like flying at a window seat, and I don't, you know, getting out. It's it's depends it, who you're seated next to. You know, there's always the huffer, the huff puffer guy. You know what yes, I'm saying? I feel there's like always, I'm always next to that. There's guy. always the guy that's gonna huff and puff and be like, oh, again, you again. Yeah, I don't need him like thinking about my incontinence. You know, <laughs> I want to be able to go. <laughs> and what happens when he falls asleep? Right. I've done acrobats to get out of that <laughs> situation because I'm also a window seat flyer. I just don't care about the the guy on the end, but I won't wake him. Poor guy. I will step on on step on, over on, him on armrests and just try to do yeah. You but, know, but you know a what? The- double axle to get rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've done that. And by the way, that's such a trap. It's risky because getting back in is impossible. No, no, no. Getting risky. out is much easier. The reason why it's risky is because you could. Uh, uh, a knee could just completely <laughs> sideswipe his face. Yes. You know what I mean? And then once he wakes up, you need to knock him out with the other knee so you don't have to deal with the backlash. <laughs> so anyway, back to this flight. This flight attendant goes over to the woman and calms her down, you know, gets her calm, whatever. Now they're in flight and apparently she's just freaking out. She's getting worse. She's getting worse. She's getting worse. The flight attendant, look at this picture. And we're going to share this, these pictures on WhatsApp. He goes, he sits down next to her, takes her hand, and this is on Delta, takes her hand, and he calms her down. He explains very calmly. Now, patients there, they have videos. of. I haven't seen videos. I'm sure they're out there. And he's explaining like what the sounds are, what the bumps are. Like, oh, no, that's just the landing gear. Oh, no, that's just, you know, the stewardesses are locking in the, the, the food cart or whatever. And he calmed her down and got her through it. That's, that's amazing. And I think the, the credit goes to Delta. Yeah. Because if you're working at Delta and you're willing to do that, it means you love your job. Yeah, and you, you, know? lo- you love the company. I don't see this happening on Spirit or Frontier. No. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen. No. You know? No, deal like, with it. Lady, just deal with it. Ding. I'm really nervous. I'm really, really, really nervous about this flight. Ma'am, I can make it easier for you if I just throw you right out the plane. <laughs> so listen to this. 
Among the things that Google has been throwing on me was a story about Amelia Earhart. You know Amelia Earhart, right? Sure. She flew across the Atlantic. Yes. First woman to do it. Yeah. And in 1937, she was taking a cross-Atlantic flight with her navigator when they vanished and never heard from again. Just, I just want to like make a, a, a quick point with her navigator. No one knows who that is. <laughs> poor, poor guy, guy really did the same thing. It's true, but gets zero credit. It's so zero true. credit. It's, it's so only true. her that she's the she's the shining star, and he is the absolute nobody. Yes, yes, she's Carry like on. an American hero, just, <laughs> and he's a nothing. The navigator got he's just nothing. a navigator. Oh, you know what? We are going to say his name. It's time that he got his dues. I bet even Google doesn't know that. (laughs) It was Fred Noonan. Fred Noonan, wherever you are, (laughs) we're thinking of you, Fred. Poor guy. That's a great, that's really great. Okay. So anyway, back to Amelia Earhart. It's one of the like great American mysteries, right? Yes. Like D.B. Cooper. Yes, yes. Another American mystery. Yes, but Amelia Earhart is much more well-known, much more famous. There I don't are know museums. if that's true. Yes. There, there are, are museums. By the way, there She's are, in every textbook. There are people that are obsessed with D.B. Cooper. And just if you don't know who that is, he hijacked a plane, got $200,000. And four parachutes. And four parachutes. <laughs> and then jumped out of a plane never to be seen or heard from again. Right. So the plane landed. They took off again to go to Mexico. and The he plane jumped. landed when he hijacked it. He, he hijacked it. They landed. They refueled. They met they his demand. the money. Right. And then they took off from Mexico and he jumped out of the plane. 200000 by the way, is equivalent to like $1.3 million today. Right. So he had $1.3 million in cash, jumped out of the plane. And no with, one ever saw no one or, ever heard, saw from or heard from him again. But Amelia Earhart But that's is, an American mystery. It's an American mystery, but Amelia Earhart is like- yeah, she's, she's You know bigger. what I'm saying? Yeah. She's huge. So nobody knows what happened to her, but there are theories. And so one of the theories, and this is not just a theory, this is kind of like it's reached the point where it's almost like accepted that she crashed on an island called Nicomororo Island. And now this island, they actually found human bones there. They found them, in, I believe, in the 70s. This was Her flight disappeared in 1937. I believe it was sometime in the 70s they found human remains. Supposedly the, that, you know, Banana Republic, whatever, owns that island, tested it and said it wasn't her. But we don't know. There was no DNA testing back then. They also found other objects that led them to believe that it was Amelia Earhart's bones. And So she could have crashed on that island and just died there. Yes, because we know she. We know that they were close to an, a neighboring island to Nukamurora. Okay. So it puts it's exactly where she should have been. They found a campsite there. Oh, so then it was probably her. It's very because probably nobody else lives on that right. island. Nobody lives on the island. Okay, at least de- definitely not. So back she's then. shipwrecked basically, but with a plane. Exactly. But here's where it gets crazy. So they find this campsite, and this island is home to something called the coconut crab. And now I want to just show you a little bit about the coconut crab. Okay. If Amelia did survive on this island, there would be no avoiding this formidable creature. Up to three feet across and weighing in at over nine pounds, coconut crabs are the largest on Earth, and many thousands of them team over tiny Nicomororo. They're just amazing. Their pinchers are so strong that they can climb trees and grab a bird and, you know, kill it. They're also voracious scavengers as demonstrated by Tiger in 2007 with half a pig carcass. So right now, 
The biggest hypothesis is to see if we can find a crab burrow with the remains of some human right at the site. That would be like unbelievable. As they unleash the dogs to sniff out remains, they've already found some tantalizing clues here over the decades, suggesting that person was Amelia. How insane is this? Now imagine, okay, picture Amelia Earhart bleeding all over the place. Wait, why does she even have to be bleeding? She, there's no way you're going to survive those one night. Wait, You no. don't even get one night. I'm saying she's there at night. Injured. And now you're at saying night, injured. I want to show you this video. Check this out. Look at what we're looking at here. At night, the scavengers come out. Hundreds and hundreds of these three-foot-long crabs that have the snapping power in their claws that is stronger than a lion's mouth. They can snap bone. Yes. Wow. Could you imagine her? So it has to be her. Like, nobody could survive that. That no, campsite has to be a one-night deal. No, no, because, look, you're a human, right? You, you get a stick, you start kicking crabs around, you whack them, you're playing whack-a-mole with the how crabs. How long are you going to fend off these things? How long? <laughs> right, right. Right, how long could right, she possibly right, have done right, it for? Like her and the navigator back to back. And they just keep coming. Yeah, and, and then they, they just, just fall coming. asleep. I mean, that's <laughs> right. You right. just collapse from exhaustion and then they take over. Oh, my God. This is the stuff. This is nightmare fuel. Sweet dreams, my friend. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Speaking of eating, I don't know if you saw this crazy thing. So, I mean, it, it, it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's news. So we have to bring it. So this Indian restaurant in the UK, okay, they released a promo video. You know, like a promo video of people eating. And at the end of the video, like the the, the staff in the, in the restaurant starts clapping. You know, very nice. Sure, very beautiful. Sure. They usually like include a birthday scene where, the, right. where, the, where they're singing to some people. We've, we've all seen these. Here it is. I'm showing it to you here. So this woman is watching this video and... She has. She had a husband who died in 2014. She's watching this video and she sees her husband in the video or what she believes is her husband. No, that's so creepy. Creepy, right? So she contacts the Indian restaurant and she's like, when was this filmed? Because my husband is in it and he died in 2014. And they're like, no, we filmed it last week. Sorry, ma'am. We filmed this right last week, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was him and you don't want to see you no more. <laughs> right? Not the first time it happened yet. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Move on, man. Don't worry. But do you ever go to restaurants and it's like one happy birthday song after the next, after the next? Like like today, they'll they'll play it on a loudspeaker. They'll yeah, play happy dance. birthday. Remember we did it with Elon Gold, remember? Yes. That was great. Yeah, but they'll play through the speakers and the whole restaurant hears it. And that, it's, it's okay if it happens once or twice. But I'll go to a restaurant and it'll happen 10 times. Yeah, because people want to do, do it because of the fanfare. I understand, but I can't It's not hear, really birthdays. But I'm, I'm at a table having a meal and I can't hear the person opposite me. Right. And the fireworks come out. They bring yeah, out the sparkly like candles. Yeah, they bring a Roman candle. Yeah, yeah. It gets ridiculous. It does, but it's fun. Not for me. I like it. So speaking about eating, by the way, I have excellent news for you. Let me hear it. Rabbi Lau, chief rabbi of Israel, has agreed to give Aleph Farms a certification. Well, I don't know if he's certifying or whatever, but they make lab-grown meat. You know this lab-grown meat? We've talked about it before. Is it plant-based? No, no, no. They take cells from actual meat. Oh, wow. And they grow it. Oh, that's going to taste like the real deal. The real deal. And wait. I'm very excited for that. Here's the crazy part. He's saying it could be considered, some of them could be considered parv. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. My search for the kosher cheeseburger is coming ever closer. I can't understand your obsession and the world's obsession with the cheeseburger. 
Apparently, those are two things that absolutely go together. I've had an Impossible Burger with cheese on it. Yes, me too. Not impressed. Not impressed. I've had that's regular- because, That's because you're not impressed with an Impossible Burger. They're really not that great. I've had beef burgers with fake cheese on them. Yes, Also same. highly unimpressed. But same, though, because the cheese is not great in that case. So you're saying I, I haven't had the, the experience yeah. at all. Yes, Yes. And there's also another issue halachically, Marzayan. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's what this Heksher is about. Yes. So right? he, if, he addresses it. He addresses it, Rabbi Lau, and he says that they can't, it can't, it has to look different, smell different. What, what, you're killing the entire experience. What do you mean it has to look different? <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know. I, I took that to mean that they were going to do like special packaging and maybe- You're saying like, the outside has to look different? It, it doesn't- That's, That doesn't address the problem of, of, of Mars Science. Right. So you come anybody, to a barbecue and so you see you the guy slapping the American cheese on it. So if someone doesn't know what that is, it you, you it's it's prohibited to even look like a cheeseburger. Like you can't have the visual- Right. Of having meat and milk together, even though it's not. But what? So then, why is there not a problem, Meyer, sign with Impossible Burgers? Impossible Burger looks exactly like a real beef burger. I don't know. I, I'm not in the sugya. So apparently, that's not must not be a major. But concern. this is a very this is a big story. Okay, the but- fact that he's that he's giving a certification and making it parve. That is a big statement, and that's why it's news, right? Yes. That's why you're telling it yes. to me. Yes. yes. So yes. obviously, he he is get, getting around this problem well they must have gotten around it with impossible but you actually just reminded me right wasn't it the ou who refused to give certification to impossible foods for their pork products even though they're totally kosher right which is a total letdown yeah yeah i mean but they said listen even we have like we have limits (laughs) Limits, (laughs) pork is where we draw the line (laughs) but but it's no it's a good question Uh, the truth the truth i don't get it why is it not mari sign impossible burger clearly would fall under that Together. Because maybe, I'll tell you, maybe that's plant-based. In essence, it's a plant. Here, it's not a plant. It is, in essence, beef, right? It's yeah, just but, created in okay, a different but, way, but, right? But, You're using cells. It's lab-grown, okay, right? But, but, You've seen the lab-grown diamonds? Yes. Right? Yes. That's a big hawk. Big industry, yeah. Yeah. And and, and like- They say they're better. They're pre- perfect. Perfect. They yeah. are legitimately perfect. And But- you you know people don't want it. they haven't caught on to everybody buying them right, right. people want a, a, an authentic uh, mined diamond yes that came from the ground yes but 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 if we're talking about Maris iron it's all about how it looks what difference does it make if it's plant based or meat based we're talking about Maris iron here I hear you that's all we're I, talking about I understand but there is I, what I'm thinking is once it becomes so popular and so common. It's not really Mars Iron issue anymore because everybody knows if they see someone eating that, it's like obviously that's an impossible. Burger. Oh, that's what I would say, right? If you right, saw a Jewish right. person Walking who's outwardly Jewish and he's eating a cheeseburger, right. you're going to say you're going to say even, obviously right. it's either part of cheese or an impossible burger, right? Even you, you you see a Hasidic guy walking into McDonald's, you know he's getting a coke or he's going to the bathroom. Yo yo, mandaf kutanen. When you got the go, you got the go. <laughs> All right. If anyone knows the halachas, you're more than welcome to reach out and give us a, a rundown. I think of, we should do a follow-up with this. Yeah, I think so. Like, get a sock. Okay. All right? I think I will. I mean, we should reach out to, like, the, who gives the heksher on Impossible Burger? I think it's the OU, right? I do not recall. Blee Nedder, I will contact the OU. I will find out. I'll write to them and be like, you I'm are very a, upset about you. <laughs> you are a journalist after all is said and done. That is true. Right? I'm not really a journalist. Yeah, you, no, more, more like a producer. 
Oh, so you're going Should with that? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell them we're doing an expose on impossible like press burgers. credentials, though. That would be nice. <laughs> like that, the fedora. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I want the bulletproof vest <laughs> and the parking permit that comes with it. I think there's going to come a time where, and Shapiro says this, where the, the majority of the meat that's consumed is lab grown. He believes that that's where we're headed. I. I Makes sense, right? A hundred percent. Why would anybody deal with animals altogether? Right, right. It's it's better for the environment, greener, blah, blah, blah. But that's not so true. I mean, the fact that cows are slaughtered on the, on the daily is important because of the methane gas. No, they'll just, there won't be as many cows. They won't you know, breed them. Yeah, we're breeding them. Right. So I think, I guess once it becomes ubiquitous, then I guess at that point, the, the whole Myers Ion thing becomes less at that point. But that doesn't help us now. And Rabbi Lau, who. who you well, know, it's interesting because we keep putting people out of jobs. Like technology just keeps yes. taking jobs. Now they're taking because, jobs from cows. No, from butchers. <laughs> right. It's not going to be a butcher. What do I need a butcher for? You don't need to check them. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's not good. They'll be out of a job. Well, yeah. they'll still be doing like what? lamb. No, they'll, they could let, they could grow anything. And by the way, all of the, 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 the companies that are at the forefront of this technology, they're all in Israel. It's amazing. I, wow. I don't know why. I wonder why that is. Like, what is it about Israel? It's a beacon of technology. That's is that what just it is. what it is? Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. It's really amazing. And speaking about Israel, I was, I don't know what happened, but I was eating figs recently and I was looking up. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I was eating figs. No, because I'm thinking of Israel and, and figs, you know, one of the seven. And... Uh, I was looking, I, I was actually making uh, a, a dish with figs. Figs and cheese, by the way. Excellent. I, I would just love to know what you do when we're not together. <laughs> you know I love, you know I'm a food guy. I do, but so, like. So okay. I was I was using figs together with cheese, et cetera. Cheese board, figs. No, you've never had? Because it, it's really good. I'm sure. Figs are amazing. Serve it so, in the next kiddish. So, so now I'm looking for recipes and chat GPT and this and that. And I happen upon this article and I, I was totally floored. Did you know that figs, do you know how where figs come from? Figs are not actually a fruit. They come from trees. Yes. It's a fig tree. It's not a fruit. A fig is basically the bulb of the fig. It has inside of it these flowers that turn into this edible thing that we call a fig. But in order for this bulb to get pollinated, we need something called a fig wasp. Huh. So every single fig Yes, there are some that don't need this, but the majority of these figs, a little wasp. Are you saying there are figs that don't grow in that way? Are there two types of figs? Ones so, that get so, pollinated, ones right. that don't? So there are some that don't need this to be pollinated, but most figs do. A wasp, a female wasp, burrows into the fig, and the fig actually has like this little opening to let the female wasp in. She burrows in. She now was going around eating nectar, and so she has all pollen all over her. She pollinates the fig, lays her eggs. In the fig? In the fig. The baby wasps hatch. They eat from that fig. They burrow out and she remains, she dies inside the fig. Now this fig secretes this enzyme that breaks down the the female wasp so that she's completely disintegrated. Every fig that we've eaten has dead wasp juice. I'm not buying any of this. Google it. Google it. I didn't believe it myself. So when 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 but it's not it's not a shiloh halacha by the way because just like honey, right? Honey has bee parts in it. Right. Not a problem because it disintegrates. Yeah, the the honey itself disintegrates it. Right. But 
But, and here too, the fig itself disintegrates the wasp. But commercially, like you're eating a commercial fig. You're not picking one off a tree, right? So whatever, whatever you're, wherever you're buying your figs from, I don't think that they were pollinated by female fig wasps. I can't believe that I'm saying those words in succession. <laughs> Just to show you that I'm not making this up, quick Google search for how are figs pollinated? First result, all fig trees are pollinated by very small wasps of the family Agionida. I think and you need to you Google that at pronunciation. <laughs> I would say Agonidae. Agonidae? But it's A-O, Agionidae. I see it. And here it is. And here's a picture of the life cycle. Here is the fig wasp. Here it is. I... I I'm not okay with this. No, neither am I. I mean, it took me- I mean, I'm not a fig consumer. I love figs. I'm sure you do. I can't even remember. Tubishvat's coming. Yeah. So this is pertinent. It's one of the seven species. Yeah. Figs are important. You have to have a fig. And they're, turned, and they're very super healthy. They're like a super fruit. They're not a fruit, but super food. Right. They're extremely healthy. The new science is showing that figs, like you should have figs every day if you can. It has like all these crazy super things in them. And but you're eating wasps. You're eating dead wasps. Juice, dead yeah. wasps. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. But speaking of health, another study came out. There was a study a few years ago. I remember reading about it, but now I just saw the follow-up to it. There's a study that shows, and it was done here in the United States, that wearing tefillin for men, well, I guess for women too, if they do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, why? Why you gotta throw I'm just that? Saying. Out? I'm just saying. Just wearing tefillin for people. Let's just be let's just be right down the Fine. center. <laughs> <laughs> so wearing tefillin actually gives benefit cardiovascular benefit yes yes you, you know, remember reading about know. this they confirmed it in another study i remember the original coming study out of the university of cincinnati i remember the original study and every time i put tefillin on this is what me i'm too. thinking of me too really it's so bad though because yeah. we no, have the wrong yeah, kavana right you're not supposed to be thinking about the cardiovascular health benefits of doing this mitzvah but but that's what it ends up doing. But that's amazing. Yeah. So no, I, the shot. Well, how I, long do you have to wear it for? Like, am I am I am I oh, doing too oh. short? No, no, no. Here's the thing: you don't get the benefit if you do it sometimes. It has to be regularly, we like skip every day. Shabbos and we skip Yontif. So but it doesn't what? matter. You're doing it almost every day. And you're is doing there it a six time days limit? a week. Like, like if I if 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 <laughs> you sound, I, if, I'm not answering this question. If there's a six minute filling, not contributing rap, to your like, missing minute, like Yussi Farrow. <laughs> Is he getting, like, are these guys getting no. the benefit? No. If it's, like, two minutes or six minutes, how long does it have to be on for? It tracked people who were wearing them for roughly 30 minutes. 30 minutes which is Which is what we do, which is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean most is at least days, 30 minutes, right? Yeah, most. <laughs> for most of us. Most days. Yeah. I've got them on for 30 minutes. Yeah, the most. face you're making right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want anybody to think that I don't have it on for too long or long enough or whatever, depending on who, what, when. <laughs> what? I don't know if the Yeshiva Week Chakras is going to be 30 full minutes, depending what on the weather. What happens in Cancun stays in Cancun. <laughs> but okay, it's good to know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, But I want to say a shot like this. It's not, you know, people make a mistake and they go, aha, uh -huh, so that's why there's a mitzvah to wait to fill in. No, the, there's... A health benefit because it's a mitzvah. Okay. This is your lumdus now. Yes. Okay. There's a little more. I mean, no, you know what I'm saying? Yes. The mitzvah didn't come because there's a, a health benefit. Agav, to there's it. a health right. benefit. No. I hear you. There's a health benefit because there's a mitzvah. The 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 world follows what what the Torah says. It's not that the Torah is saying what the world is doing. Yo gold, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here and I'm available. As a sidekick. As a sidekick. But do they say the same thing about pork? That what? 
like yes. trichinosis. Yes, yes. So and so, things like that. I, I understand it. Right. They that say if that you're the, a person, on the opposite way. Wait though, a second. Right? If you, yes, the opposite way, obviously. But if you're well, a person, well, no. So speak it out. Speak it out. Okay. So if if you speak it out, that'd be cursing, right? So they'll say, "Oh, the reason why the ancient Israelites said that pork wasn't kosher was because back then it caused trichinosis and it was dangerous." So they said, "Oh, how are we going to protect our people? We're going to say it's usher." Which is ridiculous because there's a million other things that you could answer that cause, you know, other health hazards, including eating anything, almost anything raw. Right. True. But as I understand it, for somebody who has never had pork, you would not be able to tolerate it. You would not be able to keep it down if it's your first time. If today you decided you're just going to take a bite of that pork. I, I don't know if this is true. I think you can Google this. Like if you're like a, a certain age, like not a child, if you're not having it from your childhood – Oh, you're I, saying your intolerance of the body. Right. Like you'll end up in the bathroom. Right. Interesting. Or just throwing it up or whatever. We need to revisit this. Let's have some OTD people on. <laughs> we, we can do a whole segment on this. <laughs> I remember my first time with pork. It was ugly. So we touched on in the last episode, by the way, since we're in Isis Raul. So we spoke about the cave of the patri- patriarchs yes. in the last episode yes. and how the UN says that's not a Jewish – But I ignore them, but okay. But like, yeah, you, like everybody else. Them. Of course we ignore them. So now I see this – this come from Israel Ayom, and they're going to cave of Rachel now. Now the Muslims are going to cave of Rachel Wait, This is a new This a is new a new thing. thing. A new thing. What, they just discovered her? They, it's like – yeah, but no. But what, also they, what shaykhs does she have? Because they say – that it's actually the burial place of this Sufi saint, Sufi Islam saint named Rabi al Adawiyah al Kasiyah. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But wait, they think that that's who's buried there, yes. not really Rachel. I don't know. Imenu? I don't. Do they know? Do they hold that Rachel's also there? I don't know. I didn't oh, get into company. conversation. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yes, and but what's funny, and and it's funny because a lot of these articles, the best parts of them are not the headlines or the main story. It's like just things that you read in the article and how they express it. So I just want to read to you from this article. So it's from Israel Ayom, and the, the headline is, What's Behind the New Trend of Muslim, Muslim Worship at Rachel's Tomb? And in the article, the way it describes it, it says, The tourist bus that parked opposite Rachel's tomb two weeks ago on one of the days of the Hanukkah holiday did not attract any special attention until the moment its doors opened. Dozens of Muslims then poured out of it like toothpaste from a tube. <laughs> That's an editorial dream. <gasps> Who writes this? I don't know. <laughs> and they were probably like, eh, they're never going to read this far. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm wondering, did they write it in Hebrew and then someone translated it? <laughs> Does it sound better in Wait, Hebrew? I don't know. <laughs> it's from a tube? Nobody reading this far. Don't worry. <laughs> write it, write it. Toothpaste. Leave it in. Don't worry. <laughs> Boss, you want me to leave this one? Like toothpaste? What is this? So yeah, it's it's just crazy. I think you're probably the only one that got that far into this article. Because <laughs> it's just more ho-hum, you know? It's, it's just crazy. It's like when you see the headline, it's just more of the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 just sad. It's just sad that we as Jews have to, like, defend everything, you know? And there was there was an actually – there was something that came out um, – I want to digress for a second, just talk about Islam and Muslims. So it's it's really crazy because – you know, Islam, you know, there's so much of Islam that we, we mentioned this in the in the two two episodes ago. There's so much of Islam that really is could really be seen as a takeoff from Judaism, right? Mm-hmm. But like I started looking into it more and there's so much. You know, like we, we mentioned last time about Eid al Adha, 
which they hold as Akedas Yishmol, right? Right. So if you didn't hear about that, go to the previous episode. But there's so much more, right? So when they daven, they prostrate themselves, very similar to what we do on Yom Kippur, right? Yeah. So By the way, I always feel funny on Yom yeah, Kippur. Like yeah, that, because, right. The mosque always enters my mind. Right, but we were doing it, think about it, for probably a thousand years. years before any Muslim began praying. Right. They do, bris, they, they make a bris. They don't eat pig. They believe in a Mashiach. There's so much where we, where overlap. we overlap. And I was looking, I, I started reading more and more about Islam and where we overlap. I want to give you an example. Should I be worried? A little bit. I, I'm, no. I'm, no, what's crazy to me is, is that there's, you know, Islam is the biggest religion on the planet now. And you, there's no way to look at it and have a, you know, if you're a Jew who, who's an educated Jew, you can't look at Islam and just be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's so obvious that there's been, they borrowed a lot from Judaism and a lot of it is a corruption. You know, Akedas Ishmael is a perfect example. Yeah. But, the, but there's more. Like, so it tells, it, okay, the Quran talks about the story of uh, Cain and Hevel, okay. right? And in it, this is what was crazy to me. In the story, it ends the story where, so there's, and by the way, there's differences. So it talks about Adam, it talks about Cain and Hevel. And one of the things it says, it ends the story by quoting, and those who, I'm going to read to you from, from, this is a Wikipedia article. The Quran then draws a lesson from the murder, right, of Cain, not found in the text of the Torah. And this is the quote. That is why we decreed for the children of Israel that whoever kills a soul without its being guilty of manslaughter or corruption on the earth, it is as though he has killed all mankind. And whoever saves a life, it is as though he has saved all mankind. It's a direct lift from the Mishnah. Yeah. Straight. Straight up. And it's just so... It's like, I like that. We're going to use it. <laughs> Put it here. <laughs> Another thing I was reading about, this well in Saudi Arabia, it's called the Zamzam well. Okay. You ever hear about the Zamzam well? Never heard about well? the Zamzam well. So this Zamzam well, it I write about it and I'm like, oh, it's Bear Miriam, right? Obviously, that's where this comes from. Well, what is the legend of the Zamzam well? The legend well? of the Zamzam well, and here's a picture of it. Is that it's a it's a well that never dries up, although it did dry up at one point. Okay. <laughs> they say that it did that in protest. Yes, in protest of I forgot who some tribe that was there who were defiling it, and it was it's the well that supplied water to Hagar and Yishmal when after they got thrown out by Avram Avinu. Really, and that's the Zamzam well. So but again, there was a well. A, there was a well. Yes, right? yes, but this is in Saudi because Arabia. It, it says so. They hold that Avram Avinu when he. When Abraham threw out Hagar, apparently it all happened in Saudi Arabia. Really? And that's where the Zamzam well is, yes. Interesting. And, but and there was a well not, in the actual story. So, yes. so, so it does somewhat a check out. A moving well that I think it moves also and it, 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 it could heal and it never runs out and et cetera, et cetera. And Oddly by the way, familiar. And non-Muslims are not allowed to drink from the Zamzam well. Well, now I want to drink from it. <laughs> so see what you did there? <laughs> Sorry. Go to Saudi Arabia, dude. Try it. See, you see know, where that can gets I say you. one thing about when I think about Muslims and the population, right? It's how old is it? I'm not how old. How many people is it? It's it's one point two billion people. Yeah. I just think to myself that would that be the size of the Jewish people if not for all the persecutions that we have experienced? Well, the Torah says that we're gonna be a small yes. night, right. So well, let's talk about just the natural that. Without God promising the, the natural that we would progression always... of of a population yes. of such an ancient people, yes. right? Yes, that w we go back even bef way before Muslims. Yes, right. Yes. So, so in theory, on paper, we should be two billion people easily. Yes, which is insane to me. Insane just to see what 
what a, a, a life or an existence of being persecuted constantly on on such a on such a during such a long history. Yes, what what that will do to a nation? What are we? Fifteen million maximum? Yes, yes. It's sad. It's very. It's sad, but that's the plan. We don't understand the plan, but there's a plan. All right, good point. Yes. So it's it's just wild to me. So Muslims in the news, I want to call this out because it's a New York Times thing. And they're just the worst, as you know, I always say. So they had an article. Here it is. Uh, it, so there was apparently a lecture from an adjunct professor at Hamline University. So she warned the, the students. She knew she had Muslim students. And she warned them at the beginning, like not at the beginning of the class, but at the beginning of the course, saying, by the way, there's going to be a point where I'm going to show some ancient art, and it may include the prophet Muhammad. If anyone has a problem with that, please let me know. Nobody said anything. Okay. So she's going, giving her classes, and she shows this ancient picture. It's from like a, it's from a, a 14th century painting. I looked at the painting. It's it's just a it's it's like a nothing. And it was a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. Of course, one of the students goes to the administration and says, "She this was horrible. This was this disrespectful. Is completely disrespectful." The teacher, of course, immediately got fired. And so the New York Times article is talking about, and and it's kind of being sympathetic a little bit towards the teacher a little bit, and and you know because it it clearly was like she a, wasn't intending to clearly offend. not intending to offend. She gave you know fair warning, and if and the teacher they interviewed the teacher, and the teacher said, "I asked everybody, is everyone okay with this?" And everybody was like, "Yeah, we're okay." So where is this coming from? But the crazy part is, New York Times has this whole long article, and I'm waiting. To, to see a picture, you know, of, what the, this, of the 14th century right. picture, the New York Times would not put it. Well, I They mean, themselves didn't put it. Well, what? Well, You're telling me, would they do the same? They, they, do they you do don't you? remember what happened uh, yes. in France? Yes. With pictures? Yes. Just steer clear, man. Okay, but what, do they treat the Jews that way? Do they treat Judaism that We're way? We're never that sensitive. That's the problem. We don't riot no, and go crazy. They're, they're being respectful to their religion. And they do zero when it comes to Judaism and Jews. They're completely disrespectful. I got that out of my system. We can move on now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to call it out. Okay. I had to call it out. I know. You get very, very heated when it comes to this topic. Okay. Yes. It bothers me. But let's move on. Let's move on to Afghanistan, another Muslim country. <laughs> so aside from the fact that women now, as you know, I'm sure you've heard, they've been barred from education once again, even though the Taliban told Joe Biden that they would not do this. If you're a woman in your Afghanistan, you cannot go to school anymore. The mannequins are now all covered in hijab. That We covered this on the cast previously. The Taliban has now unveiled their first indigenously made supercar. For women? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, just a supercar. Oh, just a supercar. So you know what a supercar is, Yeah, right? of course. Right. The, so they, they, these, these cost millions of dollars. They're insanely fast. Nobody drives them. They're not made to be driven, but it's a supercar. So, and here's a picture of these two Taliban guys standing in front of the supercar. And I'm like, okay, first of all, priorities, you know, like, like, why is the Taliban, why is this a priority in Talibani Afghanistan? I don't know. But well, I keep, it is, it is like a cultural, not cultural, but it, it, it's the sign, it's a sign status. for a, right, status for, okay. for a country. Okay. So I'm reading. I just and wish again, that they would dress a little better for this important <laughs> occasion. You know what I'm saying? It's a pretty car, by the way. I'm not going to say it's not. Okay. But, of course, the devil's in the details because as you read, it's developed by a company company called Entop, and it was made, the prototype is based on a modified engine from a 2000 Toyota Corolla. 
What? We did not say it could drive fast. It's super, just super slow. Super car, super slow. Understand? You can't make it up. No. You no, can't it's, make it it's, up. It's in print. I see it. It's in print. It is. How is this possible? So this episode's really going long. Oh, we didn't even get to America. Oh, that's true. We went off on so many tangents. Yeah. What's going on in America? There's so much going on. I mean, are we going to talk more about the about a third finding? Fourth. Of, fourth. To fourth. Fourth. Of more classified more documents. More classified documents for I Biden. Mean, <laughs> from Biden as a senator. Yeah. I don't see a way out of this. No. Like, no. even Houdini cannot get out of this one. No. No. He's done. It's done. It's done. I'm telling you, there's a working theory that they want him out to pave way for yeah, no- they want him that. not to run. Yes, yeah, it does seem like the 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 Democrat Party is really a little bit out to get him now, especially with these classified because documents. they want him not to run to clear a path for an actual electable person, someone who knows their name. And <laughs> that they- would be a start. Yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> Uncle Frank. Give him the Purple Heart. Right. Go back and listen to uh, last week's episode, episode 50? 52. 52? Okay. So, yeah, that happened. Um, uh, another thing that happened is that the inflation is so high that they're actually catching people on the border trying to smuggle in eggs. You know, eggs are got crazy. Crazy, crazy. And still going. Yeah. So, they're smuggling it's eggs like in it, from it Mexico. It became 7 and $8 for, for, for a dozen eggs. Yeah. And the memes- are going insane. Like, did you see the meme with the guy opening up the box to propose to his fiance? <laughs> There's an egg. There's in an there. egg in there. <laughs> like all these different kind of memes, just making fun of the price of eggs and how insane it is. No, but it's just crazy to me because, like, imagine you're a border agent, you know, and now you catch you catch the gringos, you catch the coyotes, you know, <laughs> right. and you rip open their bag expecting to find fentanyl, right? And, and it's and, and it's, it's eggs. eggs. I'm sorry, I just trying to make huevos. That's all. <laughs> That's all. No, I think it's Americans going there. You know how Americans go to Canada to get cheap prescription drugs? Americans are going to Mexico to get eggs. It's 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 a sad state of affairs. This is when did we Because become... in Mexico you can get 30 eggs for $8. $8. No. Yes. Really? 30 eggs. 30? I'll go. I'll for cross the border bucks. for that. I will cross the border for that. Yeah, it got crazy. That's but wild. what's happening, by the way? Why is it going up? I think they said there was an issue with some bird flu, and I think that contributed to it. I think that's really where it is. But why is there no bird flu in Mexico then? I, I don't know. But I do know we have a listener actually that reached out and said, you know, I've got a chicken. Everyone was making fun of me, but I have my chicken. Wow. And now I've got eggs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So this something- We've spoken about chickens before. Having chickens at home, are, if you live in a rural area, chickens eat ticks. If you live in an area with twi- ticks, you may want to get yourself a chicken. You get fresh eggs and no ticks. Where does one pick up a chicken? I don't know. I guess a local farm. <laughs> We're city boys. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I, I, I happen to know someone who, who raises chickens. Really? Yes. So yes. We, can put, we can put them in touch with you if yes. they're looking for a chicken. Yes, yes. Got it. You could be a broker, by the way. This could be a complete, this is a field. You know what's crazy is it's funny because I spoke to this person. It was right after the summer. We were, we were talking about business. We were connected through business. And I said, you know, you still have the chickens. Yes, I still have the chickens. I have 24 chickens now. 24 chickens? He has yes, a farm, basically. Yes. No, That's- but it's not a farm. He's a regular guy. He's a city guy, but he lives in a rural area. Where are you putting 24 chickens? I don't know. I didn't get into that much detail, but I asked them, I'm like, what do you do with all the eggs? 
And he's like, you know, I give them to neighbors, friends, and now I'm thinking, I got to call this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's time to gotta, strike up a relationship yes. once again. Yes. Yeah. There's, listen, there's a lot more to talk about. We really don't have time for it, but we got to talk. There's a lot to talk about. This is why we come out weekly. Yeah. I think we have to save it for next time. You are the producer. Who am I to argue? Thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Kiddish Clubcast. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. You can shoot us an email with your questions, suggestions, comments, or just to say hi. We're Hawk, H-O-C-K, at KiddishClubPodcast.com. Shoot over to our website, KiddishClubPodcast.com. You'll find the link to our WhatsApp group so you can see the photos and the videos that we post. You'll also find the link there for Buy Me a Coffee. That way you can support the cast. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. And if you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. And we are out. They say that when Abraham threw out uh, Hagar. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds you of that comic, Hagar the Horrible. (laughs) I just want to feed my family. That's all. No, that was terrible. If you say so. So, I can't say that if you say so because that's heretical. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely a plan. You're such an (laughs) epic (laughs) guy. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.